0: What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. Welcome into Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Old Miss Spirit on 3 and inside the Rebels 247. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels 247. Hey, buddy, what's up? Man, how you doing, Ben? I'm good, man. You? I I am
1: fair to tolerable. I I, I mean, I, I you know can't complain. Uh, we've still got Keon Coleman on campus as we record this right now. Can't wait to see what happens with that. Uh, the 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 Ole Miss softball team is playing, still playing. They beat LSU yesterday.
0: So, is that good? I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think with yesterday, they sewed up a seventh consecutive NCAA tournament appearance um, because of their strength of schedule. Uh, It's one of the toughest schedules in the country. And, uh, you know, Ole Miss is capable of beating pretty much anybody on the softball field. Hey, they've taken at least one game from every team they've had an SEC series with this year except Tennessee.
0: Yes, yes. But, David, is Ole Miss going to get Keon Coleman?
1: Oh, that's what you meant? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, think, um, I think Ole Miss has an outstanding chance to get Keon. Um, if you hear of Keon going on another visit somewhere – I would downplay those chances. Um, this needs to happen. It needs to happen now. I think it could happen now. And, um, you know, let's, let's just see We'll we'll know more. I would say within 10 hours.
0: Yeah. I was thinking to say, we're going to find out something today or tomorrow.
1: I think we're going to find out something today. Um, and, um, Yeah, I think we're on like a 10-hour clock. He got to Oxford about 5.30 on Tuesday, which means he's got to be off the campus by 5.30 today. So, and most of the time, those official visits don't, you know, you're not looking at a watch and going, oh, it's 47.30. We got to get out of here. Uh, He'll probably leave beforehand, depending on flight schedules and all of that. Um, But, I think we'll find out something as soon as the visit's over. And uh, that, that's what I'm hoping on. Now you're dealing with prospects. You never know. A lot of times portal guys don't, uh, they don't like to talk about their business. They've been through the circus once and um, you know, we, we know that to be true. I I mean, I, I got dog lucky the other day just to talk to it. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens, but I do think we're going to know something today. I do.
0: The NIL piece was the biggest concern the last time you and I talked, and I think Old Miss is satisfied that. So now it's just a waiting game to see if he pops.
1: Yeah. Um, there's some possibility that that, that may have happened. I, I, I can tell you this. I know as of – let me make sure I'm not telling you a fib. I'm going to look at my phone. I know, as of one o'clock yesterday, that had not been discussed.
0: Well, maybe at one o
1: one. at least per his count, it had not been discussed. Hmm.
0: So there's a, there's a Texas a And M potential visit floating out there, and all that kind of stuff. I, I would prefer if Ole Miss kind of shut this down, if at all possible.
1: Yeah, and and to be honest with you, I, I mean, Keon Nor his party have told me anything about an a and official which probably means they're keeping that in their back pocket just in case um, but uh, I you know I was asked about that yesterday I know nothing about it I do know this the rumors of Keon Coleman playing for Chris Beard are highly exaggerated and exasperated that's not going to happen Keon Wants to play football for one more year and then get his body ready to go into the NFL draft. He can't do that while playing college basketball.
0: That's a freshman and sophomore dream. Tywon Malone is a good, a good example of that with baseball.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's not going to be uh, – I'm not sure, but, but I, I would find it improbable that he is decked out in a baseball uniform in Columbus.
0: No, he's officially and finally only a football player. And I okay. can hear it already from a lot of Ole Miss fans, like, man, what the hell? Now he decides to focus on football, and and they're going to reap the benefits, potentially Ohio State, of a former top 100 player. But I would say, I mean, if not for the baseball component, there's a really good chance you don't get Tywan Malone to begin with at Ole Miss.
1: Yeah, that and Chris Partridge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Marquise Watson at the time was on the Ole Miss staff, and he played a major role. Marquise is now at Rutgers, but um, – in in getting Taiwan to come down here to the deep South and apply his trade, so to speak, but he's gone. And, uh, you know, Ben, the portal has been good to Ole Miss, but it's been bad for Ole Miss too.
0: Especially this cycle. It's just been kind of a, a lot of give and take with it.
1: A whole lot of give and take. And, and, and you really don't have the, the superstar umph
0: coming in from
1: the portal right now.
0: Unless it's so, Keon Coleman.
1: Yeah, unless it's Keon Coleman. And that's another reason, you know, just psychologically Keon Coleman is so important to get to Ole Miss. And, and I know there are other receivers, but I don't think there are receivers on this roster with his capabilities. And he's, he is a proven commodity. He did it for Michigan State last year, um, and, and, and really he left because Michigan State couldn't get it straight when it came to quarterback play, Inconsistent inconsistency at the quarterback position. He wants somebody that could throw him the football. There are at least two guys on this roster that can throw him the football.
0: Oh, there are three, but only two that will probably be throwing him the football next year.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. That's exactly right. So, um, but, hey, kudos to old Mrs. academic department to uh, get a guy in who uh, can knock out 26 hours and be a grad
0: student. Hey, man, who was, it? who was the Mississippi State basketball player back in the day?
1: Oh, what was his name? Dante, Dante Jones. Jones. Dante Jones, yeah. 90-something hours over a summer.
0: <laughs> hey, didn't they get Mississippi State like a uh... – Elite eight appearance or something, final four appearance, some oh, crazy
1: final four that year, yeah. and I was pulling for him. I, I don't, I'm not ashamed to admit it.
0: Oh, I am. No, I was. Well, I was. here, let me let me put it this way none of the people that you were joining in to root for that team would do, would, would return that in kind if Ole Miss was in the same position.
1: Yeah, you know, I found that out last year when we were in the college world series.
0: They're devastated because they're like, oh, really? We can't have this one. I mean, Ole Miss didn't allow them to have more than a year to celebrate their biggest sports accomplishment until they poo-pooed all over it and did it themselves, which is great.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. And and, and how ironic is it that the last two national champions, probably neither one are going to be playing postseason ball.
0: It's crazy.
1: Isn't um, that nuts? It's, I mean, it's
0: ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to get into baseball because it's just going to frustrate me. But, like, there is no – again, it's It's just going to frustrate me. We're talking about recruiting, football recruiting, Keon Coleman. But there's another development that uh, emerged yesterday. Alabama, Florida State, Ole Miss, they're all in on Jalen Key. Those are his finalists. He's closing in on a decision. A week ago, I felt like Jalen Key was going to be an Ole Miss Rebel. What about now for you?
1: Man, you know, anytime Alabama's involved –
0: right. It is it is
1: absolutely hard to uh, get on a kid and say Ole Miss is where he's gonna come because Alabama is the gold standard and you don't need to hear that more than the one time I just said it, but it is. I mean, I mean, you have a, a, a head football coach at Ole Miss that anytime he talks about it, he he agrees. He says Alabama is the gold standard. Dick Saban is the greatest college football coach. Of all time, that's what you're competing against, and you know there's no nil shortage in Tuscaloosa, so you know that that's where I stand on it is you know maybe maybe we can get in and and and, and sway him elsewhere. Maybe something happens and Alabama decides it's the last minute they don't need him, but um, yeah, that's it.
0: If Alabama's number one for you right now, who's number two? Florida State or Ole Miss?
1: Ole Miss. Okay. Florida State's in the ACC, and um, conference affiliation, as you well know, carries a lot of bump. Even more
0: uh, so in 2023.
1: It does. It does, particularly with Oklahoma and Texas set to join the SEC next year. Um, And the football schedule is going to be interesting. I I mean, you know, we we still don't know if it's an eight- or a nine-game conference schedule. We don't know if we're going to play USC yet in 25. So, you know, that game is 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 I don't want to sound negative, but that game is in peril. It's in actual pe- in peril.
0: Well, I feel um, two ways about it. One from a pragmatic school side, why would you play that game? That is insane. Because of the schedule if you're trying to win as, as many games as possible, playing that as one of your few non cons is absolutely absurd. Now,
1: yeah. did you see our home crowds for our non conference games last year? Yeah. Okay, that's why you play that game.
0: Yeah, but still.
1: And it's a home and home. We go to L.A., they come to Oxford. Um, I, I want that game to stay on the
0: schedule. Oh, I'm I do too, just because I want to know. go to L.A. I want to yeah. go to the Coliseum. I want to see the Coliseum. I also wanted to see the Rose Bowl because I was mistaken for a while. I was like, oh, yeah, Ole Miss goes to USC in a couple of years. I'm going to get to go to the Rose Bowl, forgetting they play in the Coliseum, not the Rose Bowl. Yeah, Which I'm disappointed true. by. Like that's one of the bucket list things left for me is going to the Rose Bowl. I don't know why, because it's the greatest college football game in the world. Okay, you no, the most historic, no, no, no. the most historic college football game.
1: Uh, maybe the most historic. Yeah, I could go with that. But the greatest? No.
0: Okay, I'll if you play. were, if you were, uh, alien lands on Earth, comes up to you, says, "David, this college football looks so interesting to me." what do I have to see to understand why college football rocks? What, what games would you send them to?
1: Ole Miss versus anybody. You got to go to the Grove.
0: Oh God. Okay. Now that you've gotten that out of the way.
1: Well, come on, man. That That's a, that's an alien like experience for people who aren't from around here. It truly is. I mean, you go out there and you see couches and chandeliers mm. and all that stuff and, and, the girls are all pretty. I mean, that's that's good. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I yeah, mean, but unless
0: you can recreate 2014 Ole Miss Alabama, you know what I'm talking about here. What are the games they have to go to? Now, if you said the Egg Bowl, okay. One of the greatest yeah, rivalry rivalries in college football. Yes. That, okay.
1: that would be on my top ten list because you never know when Deuce is going to hit somebody with a helmet or something. Right.
0: Yeah. You know? Or not Matt Corral, who's not even really playing. Is challenging <laughs> everybody in the end zone is awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that would be good. Um, I would say um, you got to see a game in Death Valley at LSU. Um, I, I think you've got to go to a game in Tuscaloosa. And
0: so it, you're making the point about Jalen Key. And Alabama Ole Miss being number two, Florida State being number three. You're just listening off SEC games.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, those are the look, man. I mean, I, and look, don't go to Tuscaloosa and watch it from a press box. I, I, I did that. I've done that several times. Um, but two years ago, I went and watched it as a fan from the stands. Holy crap. What an atmosphere. And the thing of it is, They're not just blasting out music. Their music has meaning to it. Okay? I mean, I'm sitting in a crowd of New Mexico State people, and I look around, and everybody's singing and clapping to Sweet Home Alabama from the opposing Mm -hmm. team. And then everybody's singing the Alabama song, My Home's in Alabama. You know, and this is the opposing fans. It just sucks you in. It absorbs you, and um, they do a, They do a great job, and and you know, I, I'm not going to say we don't, but we don't when it comes to music and the atmosphere.
0: Eh, yeah, yeah, that, that's still lacking, but um, the reason why, like, I think you make a really good point about Alabama in, in terms of being in the finalist list with them, especially for transfers. I mean, Ole Miss really wanted Trey Amos from Louisiana, the cornerback that transferred in Alabama got involved. He blew up once he got into the portal. Um, Ole Miss was one of the very first schools to approach him and show significant interest, and he ends up at Alabama because that's typically what happens. So, like, that's where my lack of optimism about Jalen Key or my diminishing optimism about Jalen Key comes from, is that I've seen this movie too many times before. I know how it ends. Like, I'll yeah. believe he doesn't go to Alabama or he goes to Old Miss over Alabama when he decides to go to Old Miss over Alabama.
1: No, I, I think you're exactly right. That's uh, that's where we have to be. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, it's just that way. Ask Lane Kiffin, he'll tell you.
0: Yeah. So, over, under, three and a half additions in the spring portal.
1: I'm going over. I think there will be four. Uh, I think there has to be, um, just for depth purposes, particularly on that defensive line now. I mean, I look at it and I think, okay, there, there are six guys on the defensive line that I think could play in an SEC game. You know, it's Cedric Johnson, it's J.J. Piggies, it's transferred Josh Harris, it's Jared Ivey, it's Jamon Gordon. Who am I leaving out? Um, what have said,
0: Jameer he, Lewis, but he um, got back into the portal.
1: He's gone, and after and,
0: going through spring,
1: yeah. And you would say J.J. Hawkins, but he's gone too.
0: Colorado, um, yeah.
1: So, so they need depth on the D line. Um,
0: did you mention honestly, Josh Harris?
1: Yeah, I did. I did.
0: Okay, I don't know who you're missing.
1: Honestly, um, yeah, I, I had six yesterday. Could 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 be one less, but. Um, you can't go through an SEC season like that. Um, you've got to have a little more depth. You you need a. <clears throat> they rolled the dice and hoped they were getting a a a stud playmaker from the portal in Monty Montgomery or Jeremiah Jean Batiste.
0: Still could be. I mean, it's just in the spring they had to adjust.
1: Yeah, but but my my initial takeaways there are. Montgomery and Gene Batiste are – they're definitely good enough to be in an SEC rotation. I don't know that either one of them are difference makers in big-time games. And then we've talked about the secondary um, ad nauseum. And when you lose Miles Battle, you lose Davis and Nick McNoson, you lose Tysheem Johnson, you've lost a lot of talent there. And, yes – you got Walton coming in from Georgia Tech. He looked good. But you know, there needs He's to just be just one
0: more. man. You need Jalen Key and Trey Amos and all those other guys, and they're going to Alabama right now.
1: Yeah. And DeAndre Prince will be back in the fall. Huge. That's big, but man, you you gotta have more. So I think the pressing needs for Ole Miss out of the portal. And we we opened up talking about Keon Coleman on offense. He's a pressing need, but most of them are on the defensive side of the football.
0: Who are the candidates right now outside of Jalen Key and Trey almost as far as defensive players?
1: Yeah, you know, they've got some offers out to some D linemen, uh, but I'm seeing these D linemen, if they do come in and visit, they're going to visit somewhere else. And if they don't come in to visit – there at Arkansas and places like that. Um, so, as far as a hot guy on the D line, I don't know. I just don't know right now.
0: Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process. And to explore seating options, visit OleMissTix.com, OmusTIX.com, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation today, 662-915-7159. For Ole Miss football season tickets, it's time again to help lock the vault. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. So that's why losing Taiwan Malone hurts because he's an emerging guy. He hasn't done it yet, but what he could be. And you lose enough of those guys, well, then it starts to become a problem. And Ole Miss has lost enough of those guys. The second most transfers of all Power Fives, only behind Colorado. So they just need um, they need more guys. They need more bodies, especially up front. That emerging guys or uh, maybe just purely upside guys. The production isn't there. That that's what you lose with a guy like Taiwan when you got a position group that quite frankly didn't have enough depth to begin with.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll tell you somebody you're going to miss that most people aren't thinking of. And that's Katie Hill. I mean, that guy was a role player, but he was part of the rotation and, and he was effective and Katie's career is over and you know, you're, you're going to miss him. You're going to look up and say, where's Katie Hill this fall and you're not going to have him.
0: Well, man, now that this sunny podcast is wrapping up, good grief. Give me something fired up. Tell me Keon Coleman's just going to be an Ole Miss Rebel and We'll be good.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to do that just yet. Um, uh, you know, I, like I said, I think the vibes are good right now. But, you know, close your ears, earmuffs. It hadn't got down to the nut cutting yet as far as I know. And um, – I think that's ultimately going to gonna be the biggest factor. Not the only factor, but a big factor.
0: The weekend's coming up, and as always, every time we, you and I record late in the week for a podcast, a franchise player crossover podcast, I ask you the most important thing to keep an eye on in Ole Miss sports this weekend. What is it this weekend?
1: Hmm. Obviously, we have a baseball series here with Auburn. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, I, that's the only thing we know for sure is going to happen this weekend, that baseball series. Um, you know, you hope the Old Miss softball team is playing this weekend. Um, they'll play Auburn a little bit later on today. Uh, understand it's raining, has been raining in Fayetteville. Messed up uh, yesterday's schedule. So the last game yesterday is the first game today. So I think we're the second game. Supposed to get started around 1 o'clock central time. Um. Yeah, those would be the two biggest things,
0: really and truly. Really, it's Keon Coleman. Watch is that where we're on right now?
1: Yeah, we're on Keon Coleman. Watch absolutely. Yeah, and I hope I hope we get him. Um, we need him. We need him.
0: What are the odds for you?
1: I think it's fifty fifty. I mean, and maybe I. Oh, lean that's a, a
0: cop out. Come on.
1: I think I'd lean a little bit more towards Keon coming here because I know. As soon as he got in the portal, he initiated the contact with Ole Miss before Ole Miss initiated contact with him. He thinks this is a place he can be superb at. And no matter what the NIO money is, that's in the back of his head because his big money comes on draft day, and he's going to need to put big numbers up. We've got a returning quarterback. We've got a redshirt freshman quarterback that's probably got the strongest arm on the team. Um, then you've got the Spencer Sanders situation. So um, Ole Miss has great, is in great shape with quarterbacks. and And he's got to look at that. And he's got to think about it. And you know what? When our quarterbacks aren't throwing the ball downfield, they're going to be handing the ball off to – one of the most dynamic running backs in the country in Quinchon Judkins. So, this is a perfect fit for Keon Coleman. Um, but you know, we've talked about it. He's he's not going to do it for free.
0: When do you think there'll be resolution, one way or the other?
1: Quickly, I think. I think quickly.
0: All right.
1: I do. I don't think Keon's going to drag this out. I mean, I mean, heck, Ben, he's got to be in school somewhere in two weeks
0: golly the timeline these guys work on is crazy when you think about it really think about it once they get in and kind of everything they have to do the logistics of flying around and making all these visits in like a two-week time span
1: yeah you know and, and even as a high school recruit you're making a decision on a college campus you spent less than a week on okay um you know take for instance Braxton Myers and we know he left because Sam Carter left but you know I mean If that's what he based his decision on, that's what he based his decision on. So you can't hold it against a kid for going, you know what? This place is not for me.
0: It didn't help either with Braxton Myers. I mean, he was told straight up like, hey, man, you're not a corner at this level. We're going to move you to safety, and he didn't like it. I mean, and when you had A.J. Brown a walk-on freshman, move from safety to corner, start playing over you in the spring, that's got to leave a bad taste too. So, like, if you are already here but kind of um, operating from a place of, like, I don't know if I like it just yet. You know some some trepidation hesitation about it because your guy's gone, Sam Carter, and then that happens. I mean, it's the perfect cocktail to pack up and leave when you got that one year pre- penalty free transfer.
1: Yeah, and he committed before Pete Golding got to Ole Miss, and you know Pete has demonstrated a a, a propensity, if you will, to go after guys DBs that that are interchangeable that can play both spots, and um, you know. So I get it. I understand. I understand why the kid left. Not mad
0: at him. And see, I understand at this point why Lane Kiffin just – I mean, I feel like they could have dealt with the Chris Marshall stuff if they wanted to. They could have swept it under the rug. I mean, worse things have been covered up. You know what I mean? But
1: yeah, I but feel like I was,
0: Lane, Lane is different now. I mean, Lane's operating differently now. He's well, to the point where it's like – he understands the portal. Oh, oh! So this this guy's been a screw up. He's just has no patience for it anymore. He's kicking him off. He's like, all right, I'll go get the next Chris Marshall on the portal. And now they're potentially on the precipice of adding to Keon Coleman. You get what I'm saying? Like Lane Kiffin's operating differently too. It's not like he's recruiting with his with his hair on fire because he's trying to get out as quickly as possible. His approach has changed. Even with well, a guy like Braxton Myers, like, all right, you're not happy here, then leave.
1: Well, I'll just say this though: Chris Marshall during spring, throughout. Throughout spring, I, I mean, you would watch him go up for a football. And if he didn't make the catch, he'd hop right up, jog about three steps. And and, and I, I don't want to disparage the kid, but I saw this and then grab his hamstring. And he couldn't practice the rest of the day. Um, you know, so I, I think there was some of that, that maybe he wasn't a great practice player. Um, and, um, you know, I think, I think all that weighed into Lane's decision. I don't yeah, I'm, know. I'm speaking that, more about I'm,
0: bad apples not, and I'm not calling him a bad apple necessarily, but just guys that, that prove a little problematic in some way Lane has lost his patience for them. It used to be that he would make excuses all day. I mean, we heard some stuff about some certain players, some high profile players, and none of it come, came out because, you know, Lane Kiffin made sure it didn't come out right now. He just does not have any patience with any of them. And it's the culture. It's like, okay, uh, the kids have all the power until they screw up. Now I can just kick them off and go find the next one. Yeah. He used to and, not operate uh, this way is what I'm getting at. For three years, he was recruiting to find the best players he possibly could, uh, keep them on the roster because he's trying to win as many games as possible as quickly as possible. And I still think he's trying to win as many as possible, but it's just a different approach. It's more long-term in view.
1: Well, take, for instance, the next to the last scrimmage before the Grove Bowl. Um, the last scrimmage before the group Bowl, um, you know, we're, we're out there and, uh, Chuck and I always perch ourselves up top so we can stat everything. And we look to our left and basically the whole first half of the practice, there's Michael Pettis running stadiums in front of God and everybody. <laughs> um, you know, so not, not after practice, you're going to run these during
0: practice. You're going to run these so, in front of God and everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so um, you know, maybe that was sending more of a a message to Old uh, David
0: Johnson would have gone up to Michael Pettis if he was running sta- stairs right close to him, like, yeah, "Hey, man, yeah. so what are you running stairs for?"
1: Yeah, I tried to get Jared to go ask him, um, but, <laughs> I knew um,
0: I but knew he, he
1: declined. Um, but uh, I didn't want Jared to get thrown out onto the field and beaten to a pulp. Not saying Michael would have done that. I'm just saying. I probably would have done that if some reporter stuck his face up in front of me while that was going on. But Yeah. You no, know, and there was an old miss uh graduate assistant posted sentinel down at the bottom, you know, that that was watching Pettis run, but
0: Oh yeah, he was keeping he was he was on it. If any of y'all had approached, oh boy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Man.
0: Yeah, and Lost then your phone shit. Would,
1: Your phone would ring and you can guess who would be on the phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. so Keon Coleman, we, we still feel good today as we're recording this. We're wrapping this up at 10.02 a.m. on a Thursday. Right now, we both feel it'll happen eventually, but until it does, there's still a little, you know, yeah, it, not, won't they?
1: I'm not saying it's going to happen eventually. I'm just saying I feel better than I feel worse about it right now.
0: Okay. How did you feel going into the visit, and do you feel better or worse today, 48 hours later?
1: I was number one, I was excited because I knew Florida State did not want him to leave their campus without committing this weekend. Yep. And the fact that he did told me that Florida State was out of the picture and that Ole Miss was the second school he was visiting. And by all accounts that I've gotten, it was the first school he really wanted to visit. Um, but you know how visits are and setting them up and, you know, maybe your head coach is not on campus that weekend or something like that. So, um, but, but I I was excited. I'm still excited because you've got one of the best, probably the best wide receiver in the transfer portal.
0: So you haven't changed as far as the possibility and your optimism for it.
1: Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm, I'm going to be optimistic until I'm told otherwise.
0: If Ole Miss were to land him, does it change their season outlook in any significant way? I don't think it necessarily moves the win-loss total, for example. Like ESPN and CBS and all these different services come out and put Ole Miss at like seven and a half for wins or losses next year. Um, I don't think it changes that. But what they could be because of the caliber of player and the needed addresses, I think, raises that ceiling.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it just gives me more confidence when you're down by three at the end of the game and and you need to get it into the end zone or down by four that you've got that quality of and dependable of a wide receiver out there uh, that can create mismatches. That's what Keon's ability is. He's a mismatch wherever he is.
0: He's open even when he's covered.
1: He He is. He is. He's got big, long arms, big hands. Um, You know, honestly, if I had to compare him to somebody that we're all familiar with, it would be a DK Metcalf. He's more DK
0: than he is AJ. You read my mind. You knew exactly where I was going.
1: Yeah, he is more like DK Metcalf. Mm -hmm. I mean, you
0: know. um, 6'4", 215, who does that sound like? Yeah. Former yeah, sounds, basketball player, crazy athletic.
1: Yep. Sounds like Metcalf. Yep. And, uh, you know, every all the years run together, but, you know, Lane never got a chance to coach Metcalf.
0: Oh, God. Can you yeah. imagine Lane Kiffin getting to coach Jordan Tiama, who was recently named the XFL Offensive Player of the Year, A.J. Brown, D.K. Now, D.K. couldn't stay healthy at Ole Miss. We all, we all understand that. And there was real concern that his neck injury was going to be career-ending. But – let's just pretend for for the sake of this and act as if DK would have been fully healthy under Lane Kiffin, like he wasn't under Matt Luke, but my God, that offense, Dawson Knox, Scotty Phillips got some run with the Texans. That offensive line was good. The defense was once Wesley McGriff wasn't coaching. It was fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Poor Wesley though. Poor Wesley. I, I don't, Boy, I don't think he'll ever be a coordinator again. Um, well, because when you get
0: that kind of opportunity, and that is the product you put on the field. Granted, they had some talent deficiencies, but holy crap!
1: Yeah, and who, who was our favorite kid? We love to bring up all the time.
0: Ryder Anderson, Gardner, Will, Route.
1: No, no, that that, but he came in the press conference that day and uh, was ba- T. Shepherd. Yeah, he was basically telling. No, it wasn't T. Shepherd. No, it was it was. It was um,
0: Kadir Kadar- Shepherd.
1: Kadir Shepherd. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, look, guys. I mean, I promise you, and this recording never made it anywhere because somebody from Sports Information came up and was like, "Please don't put that out, y'all. Please don't put that out."
0: Oh, uh, let's see so if I can find it, man.
1: Kadir K- Shepherd was explaining to us the problems on the communication side with the defense, communications and eyes. Right. That was a, those were the things that McGriff loved to say. Bad eyes communication issues and we were just like all right Q tell us what what are the communication issues out there and and, and no kidding Q Shepard looks right into everybody's cell phone camera Ole Miss is recording it everybody's tape recorder and he's like shit man sometimes I'm I'm just standing out there I'm waiting on the call to come in from coach McGriff on the sidelines and and he's over there doing something else and next thing I know they snap the effing ball so how am I supposed to know what, what I'm supposed to be doing? And, uh, you know, he really threw McGriff under the bus. And he wasn't trying to. Q was just a very truthful, honest young man.
0: God, I want to find this so bad. If I do, I will insert it into the show to end this thing.
1: Oh, you have to. You have to. Uh, that, was, that was hilarious. But, I'm looking
0: um, through YouTube, and I found a number of Kadir Shepard uh, interviews at Ole Miss, but I don't know if I can find I'm going to have to go through each one of them to find the one.
1: What you need to do is assemble a Q Shepherd greatest
0: hits. And I love they, guys like that, man. Just be honest. Just be honest.
1: Yeah, so there, I, was, there was no facade when, no. when it came to Q Shepherd, and we never got him again after that day.
0: Well, shocker.
1: So if you're looking for it, it's the last one. You know, and the first one that we ever got, it was about how much he partied at Syracuse. Yeah, so that's you, that's the one I just that?
0: found. I found that yeah. one first.
1: Yeah, and how there was nothing to do in Oxford compared to the partying in Syracuse. And we were all like, uh, Q, you're hanging around with the wrong people there. Yeah,
0: Q, just wait, just wait, just wait. So I hope you had a good time though. I mean, because again, I just give me honesty. Just give me honesty. Where do you think Q is now? I don't know, man, because he did uh he went – I think he played in the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl and had a pretty good little draft lead up. I don't know where Q is now.
1: Yeah, I think Dante Jones is
0: doing brain surgery somewhere. He's David Johnson. This has been another edition of Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Ole Miss Spirit on three and inside the Rebels 247 Sports. At Spirit Ben, at Rebels 247. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk for Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Thank you, my friend. Howdy Cody, everybody